0: Welcome back to another episode of the Balls, Buckets, and Bull podcast. I'm your host, Joey Morales. Joining me again is Derek Neeson. How you doing,
1: man? Hey, doing well, man. Glad to be here.
0: And making his debut on the episode on the podcast, Joe McMahon, how are you doing?
2: I am doing well, Joey, Derek, great to be here. I'm excited to talk Balls, Buckets, and bull with you guys. As, as
0: are we. So let's get into it. First thing we want to talk about Russell Westbrook got his five year, $205 million extension to remain with the Thunder. I think the first thing I wanted to talk about is what it kind of means for LA. Obviously, the Thunder were kind of planning on uh, signing him in the upcoming offseason, but I think it still leaves them space to obviously sign LeBron in another max contract. But obviously, this is a blow. But well, what do you think about uh, Derek's? Derek, what do you think about this uh, contract? Big, massive contract extension that he got.
1: Pretty unbelievable deal. Um, honestly, I think Westbrook needed uh, the Thunder to show that they were going to get some pieces to put around him, and that was, that's kind of what sealed his loyalty. I mean, but like, I mean that amount of money is ridiculous. I mean, I don't know who wouldn't have taken that. Uh, man, there's a lot of stuff that uh, could could happen here in, in terms of, you know, whether it just depends on if the season, you know, if the Thunder are nailing it this season, they, they do really well, you know, maybe they can convince Paul George to stay rather than go to L.A. because L.A. is just really not there yet in terms of uh, championship contender. So if they do well, Paul George may stay and L.A. loses that uh, uh, acquisition in the offseason. Uh, maybe that affects LeBron going to L.A. Everybody's been talking about LeBronzo. Um, I mean, I think. <laughs>
2: yeah, I th- LeBronzo. I th-
1: I I think if they don't get Paul George and they're not getting as many pieces as maybe everybody was kind of theorizing, then maybe that hinders L.A. a lot. So it really just, man, this season's going to determine a lot in terms of particularly the Thunder and Lakers for this.
2: Yeah, man. Like, Obviously, that's a fuck ton of money that uh, Westbrook's getting. I mean, dude, I'd take 1% of that. (laughs) <laughs> shit I'd, t- I'd take like 0.02 percent of that dude that'd be like what 80 grand a year <laughs> like i'd take a five um, year no money
0: just play the thunder
2: yeah oh man that's <laughs> ridiculous but uh you guys say like maybe they're losing out on a potential mvp uh point guard but we haven't seen lonzo play at all yet i mean <laughs> love him or hate him or namely his dad i guess is really the one that's getting a lot of the hate. But, you know, uh, you guys aren't ready for Zoe, man. And uh, you mentioned LeBronzo, Derek. I think that's definitely uh, something that could be in the cards. You know, it, it's there's a lot of young talent on the Lakers. So I think they will be, you know, alluring to some veteran players or maybe even, you know, not veteran, but not rookie players either. Guys like Paul George, um, obviously with that Westbrook contract, though, he's not going anywhere. Um, yep. But yeah, man.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, well, one thing one thing to mention here is: uh, does anybody feel like Melo didn't really want to go to the Thunder at all? I mean, what if these guys don't really gel that well? This this could fall apart real quick, and then Westbrook's got this huge deal. Yeah, but maybe the Thunder could be screwed. So there's like such a spectrum of like uh, possibilities here.
0: Well, it definitely wasn't his first choice, right? Like he wanted to go to Houston, and then nothing was working there, so he's like, okay, I'd rather go somewhere than stay here and pretty much just like wait to you know, get bought out or, you know, end the season. So it's definitely not his first choice, which I guess is a little awkward, but you kind of brought it up, Derek. How does it affect Paul George? I think he still leaves. I mean, the Lakers literally got fined for tampering that that's how uh, invested they were. And I confident that they were going to get Paul George in the next season. So, but I mean, he did say that Westbrook signing his deal will make his decision, his decision easier next off season whether or not that means he leaves or stays I still think he leaves but did you guys see I don't know if you guys noticed but the contract ex- extension was actually signed on KD's birthday um, a lot of people are wondering whether or not he did that that's on purpose just, That's petty as shit <laughs> That is totally
1: right up Westbrook's alley dude that was totally on purpose Are you going I think it was
0: on, I think it was a I don't know I I don't think it was on purpose but you know, it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely right up his alley too. I agree.
2: Yeah, well, like, yeah, that's a Westbrook move. Like I said, it's petty as shit. But you know, Durant, he, my boy, Texas Longhorns. But you know, he's also kind of a little bitch boy too. So I, I don't really even feel bad for the guy. It, it's just a comic, just elementary schoolyard beef that they have, and it's, it's not even that fun to watch though. It's, it's, it's not like a. I can't even think of something comparable, but it's just annoying. It man, thru- Durant getting
1: not- Qua- caught on the Twitter, uh, you know, making fake accounts. We could talk about that past couple episodes, and now he's taking this, man. Taking L's everywhere.
0: Twitter fingers. Ooh, or, Twitter, he's got that ring, though.
1: He's got that ring, though. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up as far as NBA goes, Kawhi Leonard's out for the preseason with a thigh injury. Um at first, I was a little con- I was pretty concerned about this just because it kind of felt like it came out of nowhere and to be out for the whole preseason is a pretty big deal. But I think I think what Pop is kind of sneakily trying to do is I think he's trying to rest him now because they they can't get like fined for resting him in the preseason. They can only get fined you know hard. Uh, there's more. There's harsher penalties now uh, that Adam Silver laid down. So I think he's trying to rest him now while he can and get away with it instead of doing it in the regular season like he normally does. But it's definitely something to keep your eye on. Um, did you guys also see that the NBA All-Star game will be switching format from, like, instead of, like, East
2: versus West, it's now, like, two captains from each of the divisions? Yeah. I love that. I think that's going to – well, I mean, at first when somebody told me they changed the format, I thought – I was like, oh, so it's going to be the Warriors versus the rest of the league's All-Stars. <laughs> yeah. But then uh, – it, I think having the captains choose teams um you know I'm just wondering like if Durant is a captain or if Westbrook's a captain are they going to pick each other That's a good point I didn't even think about that I mean this, that.
1: this this certainly introduces uh some potential drama in terms of you know picking players uh uh, man, I, I think a lot of people are going to be pumped just to see like who picks who, but before the actual game even happens. So I, I like the change, man. And it's clear it's clear that uh, the West is pretty overpowered compared to the East. So I think this is a good change. A lot most of the stars are in the West, uh, yeah, so yeah,
2: yeah. definitely mitigates some of it. Yeah, they did this in the NHL a few years back, and uh, they drafted the guys live basically. So like it th- was a fan vote to get all the guys qualified and then they, there were two captains named and then everybody in the room was chosen. Eventually um, the last player picked got a free car and like 10 grand or something <laughs> like that. And they, all the players just got bombed pretty much during the draft. So it's it pretty funny to watch on like NHL network or whatever it was, but you know, hopefully the NBA will do something. Yeah.
0: Similar. The NFL uh, already has this format with like Jerry, you know, with, I think it's like Jerry Rice and Deion Sanders just, Yelling at each other from across the field, but um, the one thing I I I we have to see this like we have to see the banana boat squad assemble. Okay, it's the only thing I'm asking from this. It has to be Dwayne Wade, Carmelo Anthony, LeBron James, Chris Paul. The banana boat has to assemble. This this is like their free chance to do it, and it has to happen in the All Star game. So hopefully, Melo doesn't like blow a knee or pull a thigh or. Same thing with Chris Paul. Everyone needs to stay healthy, make the all-star team. Let's see the banana boat. All right, so let's switch it up to NFL. Kind of want to just get some thoughts after week four. Right off the bat, just wanted to say the Cowboys' D is awful. It's just straight-up atrocious without Sean Lee. Honestly, I think it might be bottom five in the league. Um, I, you know, I said this in the preseason, that the Cowboys would struggle this year, and they would have to win games by just scoring more than the opponent, which, yes, I, I yes. Every game, you have to win a game by score more than a point, but like the offense is just going to have to win shootouts in order for the uh, the team to win. And with this offensive line just really not playing like they you know like they were in the previous years, it's not looking good for them right now. Um, what do you think, Derek? Uh, Cowboys thoughts or just general thoughts of the NFL so far?
1: Uh, well, I'll talk about the Cowboys first. I mean, man, the defense does look pretty weak. It's like when Sean Lee's out, you're kind of missing, like, the leader on the on that side of the ball. And, hey, man, it looked pretty poor. But um, let's not sleep on the Rams here. They're looking pretty dang legit. Um, they had a lot of offseason pickups. I mean, they've, they've got great tight end, great kicker. Goff's turning out to be great. Obviously, they have Gurley in the back. And then some, you know, great receivers in Watkins and uh, that McVay- Cooper Cup yeah. who's coming Sean McVay. up. Sean McVay, I don't know what he did. Or him and Goff are, like, best buddies and John real well, but man, they look good, so I, I don't think um, this Cowboys loss is too much of sweat. One thing I will say about that game, uh, it seems like every team is stacking the box and basically making Dak kind of beat them, and what from what I'm seeing is uh, Dez is kind of slack, and he's not as big of a deep threat, um, and maybe in past seasons, and that's kind of hitting him pretty hard. I, you know, Zeke, Zeke had a great game la- this last week, but I, I think uh, a lot of teams are having success. Like really stacking that box and making Dak beat him. So going forward, you know, we'll see how that goes. Um, other various thoughts I had, uh, man. What about those Texans, man? What about Deshaun Watson and the Texans? Look good. Five look touchdowns really good. total. Man, he was looking amazing. One one little caveat here is the Titans' secondary is extremely weak. It's bad. It's weak. bad. It's bad. Uh, I mean, that was actually pretty embarrassing. I mean, I don't think Deshaun Watson made anything past, like, his first read for at least the first half. So um, I, I just you know, didn't get
0: why they still had the starters in. Like, you, the Texans were up, like, 30-something points, like, halfway through the fourth quarter more, and, like, the starters were still in. I just never got why an NFL coach would leave them in. But go ahead, Derek. Hey, man, the,
1: te- the, hey, the Texans, you know, this is, like, the first time we ever scored more than, like, 30 30- points so i mean dude we had we had to score a bunch the fact that we have a uh, a quarterback that can score touchdowns uh on drives is like quite the concept i don't think we've had that you know consistently ever so uh uh what, what else was i gonna say um the Bears. Holy crap, man. They looked awful with Glennon. Uh, they, they already announced that Trubisky's going to start on Monday Night Football, which honestly, probably a perfect time for him to come in, coming from a Thursday Night Football game into a Monday Night Football game. He got more time to prepare. Um, and you're putting. I mean, a t-
2: Titty kissers, you know. And, I mean, <laughs>
1: and, you're, and I mean, they're playing a, Vic, a Vikings team that lost to Alvin Cook. So that should be an interesting game. Ooh. Dolphins, man. Can't score any points against the Saints. Piss poor D defense not looking good for Cutler and the Gase duo that everybody thought would gel pretty well you know, I was
0: just in right into this podcast I'm loving it Bill, go ahead
1: the Bill, Bills uh <laughs> look legit you know their D looks great and maybe the Falcons were maybe um a little bit overrated and another point I had was uh that Chiefs game now this was amazing to me um they were uh, uh it was 23 to 20 I'm trying to remember exactly what was going on here. So it was cover twenty. It was twenty to twenty, and then the Chiefs' rookie kicker kicks the field goal to get ahead, uh, twenty-three to twenty. Uh, so basically, the Redskins had to do a, a miracle play to try and uh, you know score a touchdown. There was seconds to go. Well, what happened was they tried to do a backwards, you know, lateral. And the Chiefs defense gets a pick six and scores to make it 29 to 20. Now, whatever. But the line in Vegas was Chiefs seven under. Well, now whoever was for sure going to win that uh, with the Redskins bet lost. And the over under was 48 points. So now it was 29 to 20 and it was over 48. So whoever was winning on both those with nine seconds to go lost both. On a trash play, so I feel bad for those people.
0: Yeah, they called it like the most incredible win slash loss they've you know that the probably has seen in quite some time. The other thing I want to talk about, and you kinda hinted it on it, but I'll get there. The Patriots D is also just incredibly bad. They've given up an average of four hundred and fifty seven total yards and thirty two points per game. Like that's horrible. You know, a Belichick coach team usually does not have a horrible defense, and this kind of goes back to something I said. Also said this preseason: it's incredibly hard to go back to the Super Bowl. Um, just with the way the NFL is set up, you lose coaching staff because uh, they get better offers. You lose players. You don't get good, good draft picks. It's just hard. And you know, you've kind of seen it with Atlanta losing to an inferior Bills team, and they should have lost to the the, the Bears in Week One, and they kind of almost could have lost to the Packers. Uh, you know, it, it's still early and I imagine the, the, the Patriots will be able to figure it out come December, but I think this gives Kansas city the window it needs, uh, to take the number one seed in the AFC. All right, Joe, as our resident Californian, what's going on with the chargers?
2: What's going on? They have no Dude. home field advantage. Um, I mean, yeah, they, the home field advantage thing. Well, first of all, I'd like to address their record, uh, 0 and four, um, that could easily be two and two or three and one, but they just find the most tragic ways to lose. Uh, So you got to feel bad for the few fans that they do have. Um, But here's the thing about LA. uh, No one here gives a fuck about anything. (laughs) um, Like in general, (laughs) especially sports, unless the team is like hot and winning, Um, you know, in regards to like all the, you know, non chargers fans showing up, Like, on one hand, the Rams at least have some history in L.A., so they've got a little bit more of a fan base going for them. The Chargers came from San Diego, man. Like, no one in L.A. is really a Chargers fan. And L.A. is just such a massive city of transplants. Like, of course, they're going to want to go to the game. Like, I know a guy who's from Denver. He bought season tickets to the Chargers just so he could go to a Broncos game. And then he sells his the other, what, seven games? I like, mean, makes sense. It, it, yeah, so, but, like, obviously, if the Chargers were to start winning and were to be the cool, hot team, you know, people would start showing up. Like, I remember growing up, uh, LA Kings, I'm a hockey guy, right? But the Kings were not that good when I was growing up. But I'd go to a Lakers game, and there'd be so many hot chicks at the Lakers games and at the dodgers games i was like what is going on they, they don't come to king's games why not then the king's start getting good and now i see smoke shows at king's games all the time because it's the hot ticket and um you know i, I just don't see a lot of hot girls going to chargers games standing out in the sun and fucking carson at the stub you mean Center. you don't they
0: don't want to um, drive 45 minutes pay 80 dollars for parking to see philip rivers throw four pigs who wouldn't want to go see who yeah yeah
2: yeah, they're gouging people on parking prices. I mean, it's literally prices. like I think it's like eighty dollars. T- it's like
0: eighty dollars to park there. It's like apparently it's also like not in the way. It's it's just a mess. And like you were saying, the Rams at least were originally from there. The Chargers were just kind of dumped on L.A. Uh, I really just don't blame them for not going. It's like a, it's not even a real stadium. It's like a soccer field that only has like capacity for twenty five thousand, which is like nothing in the NFL. Yeah
2: which at the same time though on the other side of that i mean it could be cool if you're an nfl fan you're used to going to nfl games and then you have a chance to be in that intimate of an environment um it could be cool i remember watching hockey in a smaller smaller arena like minor leagues that would sell out and it was fucking lit but you know <laughs> football in la like, geez, no one gives a fuck about anything here except for their number of Instagram followers.
1: Well, okay, one thing about the smaller stadium thing is I think the league's going to end up kind of going that direction. I mean, you can't tell now because you still see these big stadiums being built and whatnot. But, uh, I mean, with how great the production is on TV, watching NFL football, and how expensive it is to park, get concessions, and, I mean, hell, the ticket prices. A lot of the times, a lot of people just don't want to go to the games. I'd rather have a small arena completely packed um, than some big one that you have empty seats everywhere because some people just would rather watch it on TV. So this is an opinion of mine.
0: Yeah, I mean, wait. So, Joe, which team do most people root for that you would that you see in LA? Is it the Rams? Because I feel like the Rams don't even. I mean, I guess this season might be different because they're starting to look better. But like last season, did people even root for the Rams?
2: Yeah, I would see some Rams hats around town. <laughs> um, hats. It was usually it was usually the older colors oh, though, okay. like the original, like the like. Not not with whatever the fuck they're wearing now. Those uniforms are trash, but um, you know the like pre-St. Louis colors, the like baby blue, yeah, 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 yellow. Yeah. Oh man, silky. But I actually uh, have a hat uh, for L.A. Rams hat just because in, in traditional L.A. fashion, I will probably be joining that bandwagon about mid-season. Once they're winning, I mean they're
0: winning the division right now. So Derek, any more thoughts on that before we get into our eliminator picks?
1: uh yeah the so getting back to the texans yeah deshaun watson's looking good but um they played the titans secondary and the worst defense in the league in the patriots so i'm not giving my hopes up yet we play the chiefs this weekend which is going to be a actually one of the best games of the weekend in my opinion can't wait for it we'll see how they do do
0: they play at kansas
2: city
1: oh, dude, it is... um i believe so
2: Go check that out what were you gonna say joe is Derek Carr made of, like, paper mache man? That guy's oh, getting injured Oh, my God. I
0: forgot to put that in my freaking write-down. Yeah, the what is going on with the injuries in the NFL? Like, I talked to I him. Mean, it's literally like Monty Python. Like, bring out your dead. I mean, freaking Derek Carr's done. Uh, Dalvin Cook was having a great rookie season. He's done. I mean, it's literally just like run a play. Somebody blows out their knee or hinders something, and they grab him, throw him off the field, and run it again. It's just getting ridiculous, and yeah, Derek Carr again. Like, and he I think he got he had like the he had like the back injury that Tony Romo had a couple years ago too.
1: Yeah, he had a knee. He had a knee to the back's you know bottom bottom spine area. You know that that's got to hurt. Um, hopefully, he gets back sooner rather than later. It's two to six weeks because EJ Manuel is not going to get it done there. Um, to the point where some people were speculating that they're going to get cap, which I don't think is going to happen. But
2: well, Joe, you mentioned all the like knee injuries and stuff like that. I you know you wonder like oh, everybody's getting penalized for targeting the head and concussions are such a hot topic these days with football, specifically the NFL. You know, so guys are going straight for yeah, guys' knees. Yeah. Like, okay, well, of course guys are going to get injuries like that. I mean, they can't even come close to a guy's head without getting a 15, and a 20-yard fine. penalty.
0: Yeah, you ask like – I mean, most people will say, like if you ask any defensive player, they'll say – or offensive player, they'll say, just hit me up top. Hit me up top because if you blow out my knee, like there goes my livelihood. Like I can't. You know, there goes a contract, like a big one. There goes a season. There goes everything. If you get a concussion, yeah, career. If you man, get a yeah, concussion, sure. like you know, as you know, they're they're horrible too. But um, you can. There's more likelihood that you're going to be able to come back than like a blown ACL. I mean, not many people come back from that as as good as they once were. They, Adrian Peterson, that one season, is like one of the few outliers that there ever will be. And even he is like you know. A couple years removed for that, he's totally done now. So,
2: yeah. Well, you know, he probably took PED to get back that quick. I don't <laughs> know,
0: but <laughs> I yeah. digress. All right, let's get into our Eliminator picks. Uh, Derek, what wh- which games are you looking at right now?
1: Dude, I am all in on the Eagles Derek, this weekend.
0: Derek on the Birds.
1: Yeah, I'm all on the Eagles. Cardinals. You know, they might have won last week against a pretty poor 49er team by a mere three points. Uh, yeah, they got that win, but not super impressive. They're just not looking that crisp. And I think Eagles on both sides uh, of the line are playing it incredible. And, yep, I'm taking them. I don't even have another game I'm picking them up.
0: Damn, I like it. Yeah, That the, so the three games I had, Jaguars at Steelers, Pittsburgh is favored by nine, Cardinals at Eagles, uh, Philadelphia is favored by six, Pats at Buccaneers uh, tomorrow night when Pats are favored by minus four and a half. I usually don't like picking the away team, you know. It's just – it's you never want to. I, I just don't like betting against usually, usually, usually. Usually the the home team comes out and plays a lot better than the, you would expect. So I think I'm gonna go Steelers here against the Jags. I mean I just trust Big Ben at home. Blake Bortles is still Blake Bortles. So, but I, I definitely can see where we're going with that Eagles pick. I mean the Cardinals look awful. Freaking Palmer's just looks washed. I, I he he can't like every single time he throws the ball it's like either ten feet in the 10 feet above the receiver's head or it's hitting the dirt, like one hopping into him.
1: I mean, wasn't the Cardinals and 49ers an overtime game? I mean, that's just not that great. I mean, um, yeah, this Cardinals outside of the jets might be the worst two and two team in the league. So that's why I'm going with that pick.
2: Yeah. Joe, do you have an eliminator pick? I'm not in the eliminator league obviously uh my football knowledge is limited <laughs> but um i did look at the schedule this week uh to give you a something here uh yeah with car out i'd say ravens oh that's ravens. a good
0: point I, yeah i didn't even think about that i didn't really I, I think when i checked like the spread wasn't even up for that because they were still trying to figure out what the injury was but that's a good pick too anything else on the nfl Derek? before we get into some hacky
1: uh nope, that's all All I got. right, so
0: it wouldn't be a Joe McMahon episode if we didn't talk some hacky. The season starts, I think it starts tonight, right, Joe? Or it started tonight?
2: Uh yeah, the games are on right now. Um my fantasy team like always is doing shitily, <laughs> uh, but that's nothing new. All right, so
0: we kind of just wanted to go uh, go round table, everybody pick a couple teams to talk about. I'll start first just by picking the easy one. Let's start with, I'm going to talk about the Penguins who are seeking their three-peat championship. They lost their three-time Stanley Cup-winning goalie, Mark andre Fleury, to the, to, in the expansion expansion draft. They lost forward's Danny Cristo to That's the right. uh, Carolina Hurricanes. They lost Eric Fair and Steve Oleski to the Mar- um, Toronto Maple Leafs. I just don't see how they're going to be able to win a third time when you lose that many people. But, I mean, they've... they've They've clearly uh, shown how good they are, so let's throw it to Joe to give them uh, give us some yeah. uh, some good hockey takes.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, they definitely lost uh, quite a few. Not, obviously, not the key players, but guys who were impact players, right? So uh, the core is still there. They've got a lot of scary young talent with uh, Jake Gensel, Connor Sheary. But obviously, with Fleury gone, uh, he won three Stanley Cups, but he was like a backup and a half for two of those. Matt Murray was kind of the guy who actually won the second cup two years ago. And then last season, they more or less split the playoffs. And once Murray was healthy again, um, the issues with the Penguins repeating is that if murray gets injured again he's had injury issues before their backup isn't mark andre Fleury; it's a backup uh who you know they notoriously sometimes a guy shines and then he gets a huge contract to be a starter somewhere else maybe that'll happen uh but with the loss of the defensive players and any injury issues with matt murray i don't see them repeating or three peating i guess but uh you can't count out Sidney Crosby, and Evgeny Malkin, man. Those guys are monsters. Yeah, I
0: just saw like some ESPN tweet that like, morphed his face over all the years. Those things always freak me out. Derek, any teams you want to talk about?
1: <laughs> well, if we're being completely honest here, I've only been to two teams' hockey games in my life. When I was moving, when I was younger, I went to the Flyers and I went to the Blues games. So I don't think either of those teams are particularly amazing this year, but those are the teams I always root for. I am originally from Chicago, but I'm not going to be a bandwagoner. <laughs> I've never watched hockey a lot, so I'm not going to jump on the Hawk bandwagon. If I had to root for one team to win the whole thing, it'd be the Hawks, but I know that's kind of frowned upon because like everybody says that nowadays. So I'm not going to do that.
0: Yeah, I see there. I probably see more Blackhawks jerseys. Uh, than any other team I would say all right Joe what's uh what's your team you want to talk about besides the penguins
2: <laughs> uh, I mean I, I've got a few here like Derek you mentioned the Blackhawks hard to count them out and they actually got a few guys back from their uh, original uh, one of the championship teams uh, sod and Patrick sharp so you know it could be some good things obviously they've aged a bit but hard to count them out too um I would say, you know, my my pick to win the cup this year is definitely the Oilers. I think that they got shafted in the playoffs last year when they were playing against the Ducks. I mean, they should have won that series in five games, but the refs just totally hoed them over and uh, ended up losing in seven. It's just, it blew my mind. And, you know, full transparency, I'm a Kings fan, so I fucking hate the Ducks as it is, but that just kind of added fuel to the fire. Uh, but they've got one of the best players in hockey, Connor McDavid. They've got one of the you know top twenty-five players in Leandra Seidel. Cam Talbot. Their goalie finally showed what he can do after being a backup to Henrik Lundqvist in New York for several years. So if Talbot can perform the way he did last season and in the playoffs, I think the Oilers got it just because they got the energy. I mean, I think they they only have like something like five or six players that are going to be thirty by the end of the season. Damn. So like all but five players Damn. are gonna be in their twenties by the end of the season. If so, there's yeah, one thing yeah, that crosses insane, all right? sports, it's youth. Uh,
0: youth will always be better.
2: Right. Uh but uh, they do have some issues on defense. It's not exactly a shutdown defense. The league is changing slowly but surely to a more fast-paced offensive game, which I think is good for the sport, but um, not necessarily right now if you're yeah. trying to win Stanley Cup. You know the
0: one thing I like about hockey is it just allows players to beat the shit out of each other if they have a beef. Like in no other sport do we just allow players to beat the crap out of each other, you know – Get it all out, get tired, you're gonna, you just get exhausted fighting, and then get back to the sport. It would be so good for the NFL. The NFL, like, I'm so tired of seeing Josh Norman and who was it, like, Dez or like whoever just slapping slapping each other and stuff when they could have just fought for a couple seconds and then got, gone back to the game.
2: Well, dude, it, it's so interesting to see that, and you know, with basketball and with, uh, Football. I mean, baseball. You're not really allowed to fight, but when you do, I mean, you're only getting like one or two. You know, at worst, like ten games if you like. Yeah, take a hacksaw yeah. to it. Take guy, a bat. Right? Yeah. But like, okay, so that's that's a not even that's not even a tenth of your season, right? It's, it's so the punishment in baseball is even pretty minimal too for fighting, um, and you look at you know off. Ice or off-court behavior. I feel like it's probably just because the NFL and the NBA are more popular, to be honest. But it always seems like there's a an NFL player or an NBA player getting into some altercation at like a club or a bar. It's like, well, you're not really seeing this with the hockey players. I don't know why that is. They get it all out. They but, get it out. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's just they get it all out or so they don't Bird feel style. like fighting anybody. But yeah I you know it's it, it is interesting to see i mean i wonder what would happen if you let you know a couple like uh o-linemen and a linebacker go at it like just what oh, would it happen would be.
1: just bring back the andre johnson and Cortland <laughs> finnegan fight do you need more of those holy crap uh, yeah, pick for the stanley cup
0: I gotta go with columbus blue jackets obviously that's a homer take because now i live in columbus but I don't know. They uh, they won like 16 <laughs> straight games last year. They acquired uh, Wing uh, Panarin, help score, which is kind of what they need. I like head coach John Tortorella. I uh, got this. You know, he obviously led them to those 16 straight wins. Forward, you know, they had a bunch of guys set career highs. Like Cam Atkinson set career highs in goals. Alexander Wenberg set career high in points. Um, they had some defense. They had another defender set a career high in goals. You know, if they can join Panarin and ramp up the offense, I think they can maybe overtake the Penguins in the East. But the one thing, you know, Joe, as I'm learning more and more about the NHL, uh, usually my typical research for any new sport, go straight to Jersey and you'll find the worst
2: team in the league. Is
0: is Are the New Jersey Devils the worst in the league?
2: Um, They won the draft lottery. So, yeah, Bingo. you, you got to assume as much. Um, it, It's... I don't even know why they're like in the league. I mean, they won a cup, I guess, in semi-recent history, like either in the late '90s or early 2000s. Uh, but still, I mean, that's almost 20 years ago. So uh, um, they're in the finals and lost to the LA Kings. I don't know if you guys knew about that one. Um, just thought I'd bring it up here. Uh, Humble brag. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're pretty bad. Although, uh, I mean, the the real the new worst team aside from the avalanche, you know, hopefully they'll be able to be better than the Vegas Golden Knights uh, as the expansion team. They're probably going to be trash. I mean, well, there's not a probably. They're going to yeah, be trash. Yeah, I mean, I got to imagine
0: a sp- expansion draft in any league would never result in a playoff, anywhere near a playoff caliber team to begin with. But it's definitely interesting. I mean, I just always, you know, with these Vegas teams, you know, the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, and then, you know, you got the Raiders moving there, in a, I think it's in two years I mean I just are they going to have a consistent fan base or, or and like the other thing I want to I'm worried about or not worried about what I want to see is if they have like you know noon o'clock kickoff games I mean you know these players are going to be going out and getting ham- getting hammered and going out to clubs and gambling like the night before like I, I don't understand how you know coaches are going to be able to control them and have them ready for game day the next day I mean they're going to be I mean I love those videos of all the t- of like you know, players like puking all over the field. You can tell they're like hung over as shit and they like come out and like go down 14 nothing right to start. I mean, what do y'all think about just these teams in Vegas in general and like how they're going to, you know, do?
1: Uh, for me... I think that's kind of a minor point, Joe, you know, they're going to have their great fun, but I mean, it's during the season, I mean, I can see it happen sometimes, I don't think it's going to be that big of an issue, I think one of the big discussion points with having two Vegas teams, um, in the near future at least, with the Raiders going over there, is, uh, you know, gambling and sports in general, Um, you know, one city's going to have a team where they can, you know, legally gamble and everything, but... um, I, honestly, this is a, this is a big discussion. Everybody is particularly age like 20 to 45. Everybody's gambling now. It's a huge market for sports. It could blow up pretty much all sports. Uh, matter of fact, I think and I don't know the super specifics about it, but I recently heard there's a bill com- coming up that basically would deem uh, it legal for states to decide the legality of uh, gambling. so that could be pretty huge. I don't know when that's going to be decided. I think later on in the year and I don't know how much of support it has, but the discussions are there. Uh, gambling could be a, a real thing, in and majority of states coming for going forward mm-hmm. with uh, the, the leagues.
2: Yeah, uh, that, that, it could be an issue, but it could also be <laughs> so lit at the sports book. If they had a sports book at the stadium, I mean, the that would that would probably win the NFL. They don't even need one at the stadium. I mean, the T-Mobile Arena is like directly next door to the Monte Carlo, like essentially. 200 yards from a sports book oh, that you sounds go so in fun. there place your bets and then just walk to the game i mean um you know there's gonna be players hung over there's gonna be issues with this and that um you'll probably see some headlines with players getting into trouble but i don't know man it as far as like fan base goes like the golden knights obviously had enough preseason ticket holders to be able to even become an expansion team, and they'll do great. I think with walk-up tickets. I mean, think <sighs> if you're like some British dude, you're there with your lads in Vegas, right? And you think, "Hey, mate, let's go to the ice hockey game." Cause they, they don't have really <laughs> legit pro ice hockey in the UK, right? They'll be like, "Oh, fucking blimey, they fight each other. It's great. It's Why like am I just picturing fight. McKay during yeah. all this?" <laughs> <They're> like. <laughs> our uh, dude yeah mckay our, our our local uk resident but um yeah i mean the the tourist attraction of it and probably with the raiders too once they get there um but the issue i think is going to become when who's watching it besides man, the one thing that just sounds so switch. fun to me is like if they ever had like
0: live sports betting where you can just like okay uh will a touchdown be scored on this drive and they just give you like a line for like, you know, every, like a bunch of little like prop bets like that. And like, you just had like a little screen right in front of you, like in specific, like betting seats. Oh my God.
2: That would crush. Dude, They make it like,
0: uh, yeah, to be a yeah exactly. I mean, that would crush Derek. That just reminded me next time we have a <laughs> next, next, uh, next time we have a football game in London, we don't have one this week, but we got to have McKay on to get the, uh, the London take on uh, the game.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure, dude, even though I don't think he follows football that oh, much. Oh, that would make it even better. You know, he's over makes there. He'll know or something.
2: All right, Joe. <laughs> it, it doesn't even matter, though, because he, he's going to be in the pubs just <laughs> crushing pints of uh, whatever they some drink. Some ales
1: and some Rumplemans, man. Uh, yep, All right, for Joe, sure. it's
2: time. It's the moment of truth. It's time to give
0: your top five domestic beer rankings.
1: Let me get a bunch of redhead sluts over here. All
2: right. No. <laughs> beers, <laughs> well, do you guys bears, want bears. my shots or my beers? All right. So coming in at number five. Yeah, I spent six years in Texas. I'm going with Shiner. Bock. Not even the Shiner Blonde. Not even the Shiner Light Blonde. I'm going no, with the I Shiner Bock. Because um, I can drink it like a light beer. But uh, I also don't get beer shamed by all the fucking beer snobs out here in L.A., God, dude, it's it's the worst. Like, you can't drink a light beer in front of people. Like, what? Why did you order that? I feel like chill the fuck out, you dirty hipster. Oh, there. Oh my God, Derek, but, we just uh, found his drop. We just found his drop.
0: Chill the fuck out, you dirty hipster. <laughs> oh my God, that's
2: funny. <laughs> oh no, yeah. Oh, All right, that'll, go ahead, that'll go be ahead, my. Go ahead. That's a good one. All right, number four, an award-winning beer, uh, Pabst Blue Ribbon. The PBR, uh, it's just not as disgusting as people really make it out to be. And then uh, my senior year at UT, Roscoe's, or you know, form- formerly known as Bar, had like $2 PBR pints every day of the week. So I was like, mm, that sounds like the best deal. I mean, that's that's usually my go-to rule of thumb is whichever beer is the coldest and the cheapest is probably that's which one I'm going to drink.
0: Yeah. yeah, go ahead.
2: Uh, number three don't think i've heard this one on the pod before but oh light platinum uh taste not quite there but it gets the job done i'll tell you what you get a six or those and you are a higher percentage at
0: six or so six 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 point one something like that
2: yeah it's it's like a beer and a half or something per bottle which and then they started serving them in cans too at the mini marts i was like finally i can take these to the beach or the pool man this is great yeah the, the cans
0: are game changer
2: go ahead number 2 oh yeah see now the, that's one of my pet peeves this is when people bring glass you do to want the beach or cut the pool foot pool. cut feet as someone huh? who yeah, like obviously these people have never cut their foot on glass and uh, let me tell you <laughs> it fucking sucks but and i you know we live in southern california everybody's wearing flip flops like half some damn respect for your fellow citizens all right give us that yeah give us that number two number two love it bud light <laughs> oh god yeah well see bud lights actually very popular in southern california for whatever reason um i don't know why i find of the like big three it's definitely the worst um but I'd still rather drink that over a PPR. You know, at the end of the day, my wallet speaks. And that brings me to number one. And it's a tie between Miller and Coors. And I would justify this with Miller Coors is they were owned by the same company, AB and Bev bottom out, but it's technically not a monopoly for some reason, having to do with uh, Molson Coors. Anyways, whichever's on tap and whichever one's the cheapest. That's which one I'm going to decide on Miller Coors. So it really depends on the day, depends on the location. I know that's, that's uh, Derek, a start? Where do we start? No, I we start? That, we? But-
1: dude, dude, I was, okay, I've, I got a couple of great points here. Are, Man, I almost left start? the podcast if you didn't put Miller on number one. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to just walk out and I mean, put the you mic down, but there, you know, but you did. Uh, after 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 all after all the great times we had slamming beers at the Braves, particularly with Miller Lite, it had to be on the list. I thought he was going to forget about it, but no, he didn't. Through a loophole, um, I like it. Yeah, I, I I say Miller's way better than Coors, but I'll take a tie at number one and number four and three. Uh, you know, I'm a big bang for the buck guy, and PBR Bud Light Platinum they are bang for the buck. I will say Bud Light Platinum tastes like absolute shit. Uh, especially when it's like five degrees, even just five degrees warmer than ice cold, because it's just so packed with sugar to cover up all the alcohol. It's just it's pretty pretty damn gross. But if you're just looking to get yeah, messed up on a sixer, it's pretty good. So good selection. Uh, yeah, I don't it's even disagree the with you Bette on
0: that. Parker platy drink of choice. But <laughs>
2: oh, <dude. laughs>
0: well, then, okay, we'll take it out the top five
1: then because you know. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, I'm glad we got Joe's <clears throat> official ranking. I uh, got the top five slash six beers, uh, domestics. Uh, let's uh, let's let's finish. Let's wrap it up with our final bullshit story, or not final, whatever bullshit story. I'm sure, you all seen this. Lamelo got homeschooled. Lavar Ball pulled him out of school to quote unquote focus on training and development for basketball for the next two years. He, uh, he pulled him out of Chino Hills, likely because he, he's kind of always had disagreements with, like, whoever's the head coach. This time it's Dennis Lattimore, but he's had, like, uh, coaches with the other previous two. So what do you all think about LeVar Ball making headlines once again?
1: Well, uh, this kid is... Uh... Like already a celebrity status, he already has 2.6 million followers on Instagram. Uh, might might be like the most hyped 16 year old ever, absolutely ever. With especially with the blow up of social media in recent years, but um, I think that Lavar pretty much got like three coaches fired at Chino Hills throughout the years, and they just said you gotta you know get out of here. And you know I, I'd want him out of my program too if he just meddles with it that much. And quite honestly, uh, Melo's already got quite the name for himself and you know, he's not, he doesn't have to be as focused at school or like go to school all the time at the normal schedule. Um, he could, he could practice basketball more. I don't know what kind of teacher LeVar ball is on like, you know, social studies and like math, but you know, they'll probably, he'll probably get a tutor or something. Yeah. I think he's already
0: committed to play for UCLA. So he's definitely already big, but what do you think
2: about this Joe? Oh man, where do I even start? Like, it, it, I disagree with you, Derek, in that the school had anything to do with this. I think Lavar is just a genius. He pulled his kid out so that he could go pro right at 18. Just because he's committed to UCLA doesn't mean he's going there. Because all you have to do, you play one year of pro overseas, and then you can – play pro in the NBA. I don't know the strict rules. Maybe he plays pro for three years over there or whatever. Um, But he's a genius. And I think this might actually become a trend on that, you know, grade A talent, the Miles Turners, the Kevin Durants, the LeBron James's. you know, or, you know, guys that, yeah, like guys that had to go to just one year of college just because that's the rule, which is a dumb rule because there's no – Minor leagues for the NBA. There's the G League, but that's it's. They say it's a development league. It's it's not. It's just yeah, another it's way to just a, try a and make wash money.
0: Out Lee. I mean, he yeah, he can definitely go play a year. I believe it's just a year removed from high school, and then you're uh, eligible for the NBA. Another thing that I saw is that he might have pulled him out basically so that way he could still make money uh, from his
2: because now Lamelo has his own own shoe, I believe, and. Yeah you know yeah something. yeah no that's right now what the thing is i think that still compromises his ncaa eligibility if he's getting money for anything you saw what happened with um there's uh, i think like a oh the the, a the youtube guy right or that. whatever yeah,
0: the ucf
2: yeah yeah he made youtube videos of him punning and doing crazy trick shot kicks and he was getting YouTube money. It wasn't brand sponsorships, it was ad revenue. But he was making money off some of the sports related. So the NCAA told him, "No, you can't do that. You got to either shut down your YouTube channel." And the guy was like a like, digital marketing major. So like, it, yeah. It could have been balls on of that guy
0: that he project, just if anything, said, right? "No, nah, I'm going like, to keep making my videos. I don't want to play anymore." That's awesome.
2: Yeah, well, I think he ended up starting like a GoFundMe for his college tuition because he got kicked off the team. Because he's like, well, I'm not gonna do that because I'm gonna play football for four years and then I'm gonna get a real person job, or I'm gonna make money doing this shit and be a YouTuber. Did you guys see that good. the the still in the podcast
0: name here, the BBB brand, the big baller brand? <laughs> they oh. scrapped their uh, ZO2s and they uh, had a, a completely new model, completely new model. They released the ZO2 Prime
1: Remix. So... Let me let me just throw it out there right now. I'm not a fan of LaVar Ball at all, but... Uh, okay, one thing, I don't know what the exact purpose is for him pulling out of uh, getting pulled out of high school if that was LaVar's decision, the high school wasn't involved, you know. Um, but I think what could happen, and this has kind of been getting a little popular, is... Uh, really super talented, super high-profile recruits are figuring out ways to finish high school in three years, play one year of college at 17 and get to the league at 18 yeah. that way. So maybe uh, if Melo can get the right education to pass all his you know, high school education certification stuff and get to UCLA a year earlier than maybe he would have otherwise, then that could be the plan as well. He could do international, but that might be more likely, especially if he has his own private tutor. He could get taught the right things and get out of there early. All right, anything of...
0: else, guys, before we get out of here?
2: Uh, uh, I think we, do, we have a UT game this weekend, right? On a Saturday, not a yes, Thursday night?
0: Yes, we do. Yes, we do, but we, we're running a little long. We might, have to, we might have to just do a recap of that one. We're already at 47 minutes. We'll d- we'll definitely yeah, pregame no worries, the man. OU game. Yeah, though, <laughs> Preview the OU game. Right,
1: hey, we'll be oh, we'll okay. be pregaming that as well. Like, come on, don't.
0: <laughs> I mean, uh, are wait, you not guys not drinking right <laughs> now?
1: Uh, cold middle light. nothing else.
0: always do I always do the, uh, well, always do the podcast. Whiskey. Whiskey.
1: Oh.
0: All right, so for Derek, for Joe making his uh, rookie debut, for Joey. Follow the, BB, follow the podcast at the BBB Podcast on iTunes. Follow the pod on the BBB Pod on Twitter. Send, them in, send us in some more questions. Love to hear those. Uh, for Derek, for Joe, for Joey. I'll see you later, folks.
1: There you go.